One thing that, as I've watched you these last three years on social media, um, and it seems like it's always been the the sales guys and the wholesalers. Like I've seen like this evolution of, mm-hmm. all right, let's just hire everybody and yeah. like go crazy. And then I've seen you scale it back and yeah. then try and be more efficient. Like what have you learned throughout this process? Yeah. So when I first shut my marketing company down, I try to take my talents and the same things that worked for me in that company to real estate. And it took me about a year and a half to realize it didn't really actually work the same. Because <laughs> yeah, like my mindset used to be in my marketing company is the more people, the more salespeople we hire, the more you know profit we make as a company just because we're able to produce Especially more Especially if everyone's all commission-based. Like exactly. Just, hey, the more bodies. Yeah. So, you know, as I progressed, um, you know, we made a lot of money doing that, but started paying attention to the net profits and, you know, the time um, uh, the life cycle per rep. And it just wasn't really, you know, um, working out the way I, uh, anticipated. So, you know, after a couple of years, I kind of realized, um, maybe it's smarter to hire sharper people, um, pay them a little bit more money. And then I don't need to manage as many people. And that's kind of what I've learned over the years is I'd rather just pay more money to sharper people and have a smaller amount of people than deal with a lot more people and then they make less. Yeah. So that's kind of what I found that works for me personally. On top of that, you know, the retention's like zero now because it's not all commission anymore. We pay salaries and um, pretty hefty commissions too. So we're able to retain those sharp people. Yeah. You yeah. know, the one thing I'll say is, um, I had a similar experience um, as we were growing our company in our sales and marketing department. Um, I, I hired just anybody and everybody and let them be in the office. And, you know, you realize that, man, these like the majority of them just aren't cut out to do this. Yep. And, you know, you, you get a few that rise to the top and you're like, all right, these guys are good. Mm-hmm. And the other guys just are not worth the headache, even if they do make you money. Because you could yep. easily justify it like, well, he got a deal. Yep. He got this. And, but you realize how many deals did this guy lose me? Yeah. You know, he was talking to this lead too. And, yep. you know, there's opportunity cost yeah. um, for sure. So one thing I've also realized now just opening multiple businesses and stuff is the value of a players. Yeah. Um, we were talking to, you know, Ryan Harper over here, who's, uh, you know, mixing this podcast for us right now. And uh, your co-host at the event. Yeah. Um, he does a great job. But uh, he and I were just talking about this before the show that, you know, he's like, man, I would love to scale this, but I can't find the right A right. players and yep. stuff. And uh, I've heard that sentiment on multiple occasions, like almost every event I go to or students, other things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, I read a book recently called um, No Rules Rules. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, it's by Reed Hastings, the CEO of Netflix, and Netflix is notorious for um, being like very cutthroat with their employees. Like it's mm-hmm. and it's not like they don't love their employees. It's just like yo, if you don't meet the standard, yeah, you're out. Yeah, I don't I don't even want any good people. Yeah, I only want great. Yeah, and uh, they have this reputation across Silicon Valley. Like they're the best place to work because if you're in. You're in yeah. and you're a stud and you get, you know, freedom because they trust you. It's like in the book, they give examples of uh, these guys buying documentaries and yeah. the guy had the, um, you ever watched the documentary Icarus? I haven't. It no. was about um, the steroid scandal. And at the time 
with that documentary, they got to uh, they they were in a bidding war to get it, mm-hmm. and essentially he's like, "Can I like go up to four million to buy this documentary? Never been done in the history of documentaries." And they're like, dude, it's up to you. Like, you run the department. Ain't nobody going to tell you to do it but you. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, he ends up doing it. Whereas in other companies, it'd be like, oh, man, we got to have a board meeting. We can't, Like, this is a big decision. Right. But because they have such good A players, they don't need to do that. Right. And they pay them really well, like you just said. Yeah. Like, super, they pay them above market so that if anybody does try and poach them or whatever, it's like, yep. you're going to outpay us too? Yep. Good luck. Right. Yeah. So, well, it's yeah. it's not only that. I think we, uh, um, you know, we're, we're you're hit it right on the top, like the cream of the crop. Like if if you don't hit standards, then you're not going to last very long, and people know that. And it, we've created a culture where you know that's just the standard, you know. And even if somebody else is offered to pay more or they can do it by themselves, they'd prefer to stay with us just because of the culture we built. Yeah. So that has a huge influence on a lot of retention um, and re- attracting the right players just because you are who you surround yourself with. So if you have people in your company that don't align with your specific core values, then you're going to attract the wrong people. So we've been really good at really being strict with our core values. It attracts the right people. Yeah. Without a doubt. And the culture is amazing. Yeah. No, hundred percent agree. We we've we've experienced the same thing. I mean, you know, the people that work at our companies, they're all very like minded. We have the yep. same goals, the core values, and you guys all have good hair. We uh, no, I have a lot of bald guys. <laughs> you know, the the thing is, uh, you either have great hair or just go bald because you can't compete. <laughs> I, honestly, I can't. I can't, yeah, I can't name one person with good hair that works for me. <laughs> well, well, it's kind of hard to compete with you. Yeah. Well. Or I purposely hire bald people to look better. <laughs> it's one of those two. Um, so, yeah, dude, that that's cool because I, I think people need to hear that. Like if you – I don't care if you're trying to scale your company and you've got multiple reps or if you're hiring that first person. Like it is so key yeah. to not just hire your buddy or oh, yeah. whatever. Like yeah. hire an A player. Yeah, and you know that – I mean I used to just like what you said, hire anybody and everybody, but it got to the point where – um, you know, I refuse to hire certain people, even if they're good friends with them. Like people beg us to come work at our company now. And it's not that we're trying to play hard to get. It's like, we're very particular yeah. on who we bring into our culture. Um, and I, we're going to stick to it. It's working. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> don't, don't change it unless it's broken, but it's, it's been a huge, huge milestone for us to actually figure that part out. And I'm blessed because we have a great team. Yeah. Um, a lot of people in my company make a significant impact on a lot of my success in my company. Um, and, you know, they do very well for themselves. Like, yeah, for sure. I have multiple people in my company that are, you know, already cleared six figures for the year. So it's, it's so We're awesome. only halfway through. Yeah. yeah. It's so awesome to see that. Uh, it's fulfilling to me, too. So, yeah. you know, it keeps me going. That's amazing, bro. I love that. And the last piece I'll say about hiring um, that I remember from that book, and I've seen it firsthand, is like, you could have, let's just say you had 10 A players or you had nine A players and then you had one like bad apple, right? They've done so many studies that have showed that the bad apple brings down the A players like significantly. Mm -hmm. And, And if you think about it, you know, it's like, man, all right, if we're all hanging out and you got that one Debbie Downer who's just negative, you're like, dude, this is yep. like killing it for everybody. It's the energy, man. Yeah. It's 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 all about the energy, uh, especially when you have a sales culture. It's so important to protect that. 
because um, you got momentum rolling, then you got that one guy that's not clicking for him, and then he's just bringing everybody down, being yeah. a doubly downer, because he feels like, hey, I have something's going on in my life, so I'm going to make everybody else feel that, and yeah. it makes them feel better about themselves, and sometimes they don't even know it. No, they you don't. Know, they don't. So, yeah, it's like yeah. it's like you got a chopping block at the bottom, and uh, it keeps people on their toes, because yeah. they don't want to be on it. Yeah, no doubt about it.